A mountain so incredibly large that its parent peak is named none other than Mount Massive. Mount Rainier, however, previously known as Tacoma, is currently considered the world's most dangerous volcano. It lies in the Cascade Range in the Pacific Northwest within Mount Rainier National Park, just 59 miles south of Seattle. This mountain is the most topographically visible peak in the United States and stands the tallest within the Cascade Volcanic Arc. According to the United States Geological Survey, Mount Rainier boasts a high probability of erupting in the near future, putting more than 80,000 people and their property at risk within the Lahar Hazard Zones. Like other mountains of its kind, Mount Rainier's majesty and beauty attract serious mountaineers, climbers, hikers, and campers. And in the winter, enthusiasts enjoy backcountry skiing and snowshoeing. This mountain must be heavily respected as visitors can face all kinds of dangers. Visitors put themselves at risk with a simple fall, combined with exposure to high altitude, dehydration, fatigue, and the likeness of poor weather to fold in is just the beginning of many of the incidents that have happened on this mountain. Avalanche, rock, and icefall are also likely. Since 1897, the National Park Service data reveals that at least 400 people have perished at Mount Rainier, and Lacey Murphy was about to run into her own obstacles. It was a beautiful day in August, and Lacey and her mom Paulette were on a road trip from Springfield to visit the Northwest. Their stop at Seattle and Mount Rainier was just a perk on the way to a more grand adventure. Lacey had planned to meet up with a friend in Alaska. Mom was tired from the road trip, but Lacey was ready to explore. So Lacey let her mom know when to expect a return and headed solo to walk some of the trails Mount Rainier had to offer, snap a few photos, and soak in the spectacular view. Planning just for a casual hike, Lacey was equipped with quality hiking boots, cotton jeans and shirt, a baseball cap, and a red windbreaker jacket. She packed a water bottle, hand sanitizer, pen and paper, a digital camera, and chapstick. It was around 4 p.m. when Lacey arrived at the parking area. She grabbed two paper trail maps and left her phone in the car, assuming it would be of no use without cell service while she was out. She set out for a trail, and enamored by the tall trees that surrounded her, she set up her camera to snap a selfie of herself among them, but then slipped, and her jeans became soaked. The area around her was incredibly steep, filled with fallen leaves and branches, and wet, the perfect recipe for disaster at the first uncalculated step. The steepness of the terrain before her made it impossible to climb back up, so she decided to continue along the way in search of a more scalable route. But before long, losing sunlight, it became apparent that she needed to find shelter and get herself protected from the wind and rain. She surveyed her surroundings and eventually found a large hollowed-out tree trunk and crawled in. Lacey placed her bright red jacket on top of the tree trunk as a signal 
and to block the wind, but the tree trunk wasn't large enough to fit her whole body inside. Her feet and the bottom of her calves had to stick out, exposed to the elements. She found pieces of bark and moss to stick inside her shirt to add insulation in an attempt to warm her body. She also tried to cover her legs and feet, but her cotton clothing was soaked, making her feel even colder. Lacey was far off the trail, alone and unprepared, but her survival instincts kicked in to do what she could and use what she could find to survive the cold, wet night alone on the mountain. Lacey knew her situation was serious, so she pulled out her camera to record a video for her family. But the battery was dead. All the questions were flooding her mind. Would someone find her? Her biggest regret was not telling her mom where exactly she had planned to hike. Was anyone else out there? Would she ever see her new husband or her family again? Would she live to tell the world of her story? Lacey screamed for help in hopes that by some miracle, someone might hear her. When Lacey didn't return to her mom that night, Paulette called her father, who contacted search and rescue authorities. 911, what's your emergency? 26 searchers and one helicopter were dispatched to find her. Once they found her car, they separated among the three different trails branching off from that trailhead. The night was filled with sporadic rain and temperatures as low as 45 degrees. Though she was completely worn down from the unknown and the cold weather, Lacey could still barely sleep. When she awoke the following day, her water bottle was missing. Assuming it had gotten lost when Lacey first slipped, she decided to lick the dew off of the leaves and moss near her. As she started to move about, her body warmed up, and as the sun rose, she could get her bearings in which direction was east. Pulling out her maps, she found the rain had destroyed one, but the other was intact enough for her to locate a highway and a river. Lacey decided to go in that direction and headed toward a bridge and waterfall that looked like they could be linked to a trail. As she continued on, Lacey eventually heard the rushing of a waterfall below her and went to see if she could catch a glimpse of the bridge to find a way to reach it. Lacey stepped carefully, but her foot slipped out from under her, and she slid down a steep ravine. With arms outstretched in an attempt to self-arrest, she was able to grab onto some small trees with her legs and stop herself just in time before meeting a 15-foot drop with rocks at the bottom. Exhausted as the adrenaline began to wear off, she found herself dozing off and had to fight to keep herself focused on climbing out of the ravine back to a more safe resting place. Slipping all along the way, Lacey was finally able to reach a two-foot-wide ledge to rest on, but it only lasted around 30 minutes as the thought of the 15-foot drop below was looming before her. It was safer for her to secure herself back at the tree that saved her life. She made her way back to her prior location and then yelled for help. Weak, shivering from the cold, 
Lacey could hardly stay awake and recalled having hallucinations of people call her name and the whirring of a helicopter. Perhaps these hallucinations were real, as search and rescue members were already en route her way, calling her name. The whir and vibration of a helicopter grew louder and louder, waking Lacey up from her sleep. She looked up and saw a large yellow helicopter right above her, and began waving her red jacket in the air to grab their attention. They didn't see her. In desperation, she climbed to the edge of a fallen log on an unstable yet more open area of the ravine to get their attention. She waved and yelled, but the helicopter disappeared, crushing Lacey's hopes of being saved. Time went on, but Lacey remained in place. Then she heard a voice calling her from across the stream. Lacey was overcome with relief, but the rescuers could not reach her. Between Lacey and the men was a rushing river, and the crews took over three hours to find a way to cross it to reach her. It was 7 p.m., and Lacey was a mile off and 800 feet below the Spray Park Trail, known for its notoriously steep trails. It was not going to be an easy rescue. In the pitch dark, aided by flashlights, the rescuers found a cliff around 60 feet above Lacey that they decided to drop a rescue basket down from and walk her out. One of the crew members dropped down in climbing gear to assess Lacey's condition. Apart from minor scrapes and bruises and moderate signs of hypothermia, she was in good condition. They hoisted Lacey up in the basket and gave her dry clothes, a blanket, and the most delicious granola bar Lacey ever recalls tasting after feeling so hungry. It was 1.30 a.m. when the group headed towards the trail and they finally reached it around 5.30 a.m. Lacey's mom was there, overjoyed, to say the least, at the realization that her daughter was alive. After coming so close to dying alone in the wild, Lacey Murphy hopes that others who hear her story might learn from her experience and prevent others from ever having to endure an ordeal as she did. In hindsight, there were many missteps that Lacey recognized she made along the way. The first was not telling her mom her point of entry into the national park and what trail she had planned on taking. The second was the clothing she equipped herself with and the lack of gear. Her clothing was cotton, which absorbs moisture and keeps you cold. Synthetic materials are advised due to their water-wicking nature and quickness to dry when wet. Lacey also advises packing along essential survival gear, even for short distances. She was without a compass, a way to make a fire, a poncho, or rainproof gear, and she had no extra food, clothing, or first aid kit. Bring high-calorie food and plenty of water. When lost, it is always best to stay where you are especially on a trail, and wait for help to find you. 
Lacey knew this, but fearing for her life drove her to feel as if she needed to do something to survive. Lacey Murphy's final word of encouragement is to donate to Seattle Mountain Rescue. This volunteer-run nonprofit organization conducts hundreds of searches every year in the Mount Rainier area. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild.